welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. The quote of the day is by Kimberly Miller, and we found this quote on seasonsofgrief.com, and that's a great website to be able to find little snippets about grief. My family tree reaches into the heavens. Today, we're talking a little bit about deciding whether or not to bring a child to a funeral. And that is really difficult sometimes because it's an overwhelming decision. Not only is it difficult just because you're thinking about how is this child going to react, but sometimes you're making this decision because you're not sure how you're going to react. If you're the adult going to maybe your parents' service and you're bringing your child, which would be this person's grandchild, maybe you're not sure about yourself. And so we're going to talk a little bit about making that decision of bringing a child to the funeral and how to talk to the child about coming to the funeral. And then maybe a little bit about you, you know, helping you make that decision, uh, whether or not you are ready to bring a child to the service as well. Kenneth Daka, he's a PhD and a professor of psychology and counseling at the College of New Rochelle. And he is a senior consultant to the Hospice Foundation of America. And he wrote an interesting article called, Should Children Attend Funerals? And it was there in that article that he proposed that a child should be given a choice. And we'll talk a little bit about how to present to the child the choice by informing him first and then allowing that child to make the choice rather than just, you know, do you want to go to the funeral? And leaving it at that. So there, there's, there's a certain way to present that to, to your child. Now, for a child who's able to sit still and will not be overwhelmed by being at the family event, they should be given a choice as to whether they should attend the funeral. And the reason is, number one, is that a funeral is a place where a lot of the healing begins, It's a healing event to help the child understand the meaning of death. That is where they can go and they can see other people and they can see the grief from other people, but they're able to maybe see and hear stories about their loved one who's passed away. If the decedent is going to be present, you know, in in a casket, maybe they're embalmed and they're having a visitation ahead of time. That is a great way for a child to understand the permanence of death. And but I, but also not to be afraid of death as well. Children often have difficulty comprehending the reality of death, and this does help to reinforce the the fact that the person has passed away and that, that the life is going to be different. And in one of our previous podcasts, we talked about allowing a child to be able to take a piece of paper, fold it in half, 
and draw maybe their family picture on one side with the person that's passed away and then flipping the page over and drawing the new family without that person to help them understand that uh, grandma or grandpa, mom or dad uh, will not be present in the future. Uh, And that's a great way to understand uh, the reality of death. Another reason that funerals uh, are beneficial is that they validate the feelings of grief and they help the child to understand uh, their belief systems and the personal philosophies that help deal with death and loss. And what I mean by that is, as, as you're describing to the child, you know, about going to attend the funeral, you might say, we're going to be going to a park because we're going to celebrate grandpa's life in a park because he loved to be outdoors. But you're going to see Uncle John and you're going to see Aunt Susie and they might be crying. And crying is a natural thing because you're missing the person and you yourself might cry. But just know that you might find other people that are going to be crying. And crying is okay. You're validating the fact that crying is a natural thing for people to feel, as well as other people are feeling grief as well. And so it's okay to feel that grief. It's okay to be sad that your person has passed away. If the service, like sometimes depending on religious beliefs or depending on cultural beliefs, there may be multiple events that are going to take place. There might be a rosary, and then there might be a funeral mass afterwards, and they may be separate events. There might be after the funeral, there might be also a dinner and a time to share at the dinner. And so you you may... You may opt to have the child go to the rosary and not the actual funeral because usually a body will be present or an urn will be present with pictures, that type of thing. You might opt to have them come to the funeral mass if, and, and everybody knows how church is in a Catholic church type of a thing. And if the child is okay at that in that environment, then let them come to that. Maybe they come to the event after the funeral mass because if they're really young and they're going to fidget and they're going to have it, uh, challenges and you yourself are grieving, maybe it's better to bring them and have them come to the dinner afterwards, that type of a thing. So those are different things that and opportunities that you can talk about uh, with a child to help them to go, decide which event would be the most appropriate to take them to. And one of the other things that's really critical is giving the child an opportunity to tell you how they are feeling and to be open about the chance to start the uh, process of griefing. Uh, Griefing? Did I just say griefing? To start the grieving process and to talk about what death means. So when when it's time to, to talk to the child about going to the funeral, a couple suggestions. First, you, you want to provide some information to the child so that they can kind of understand a little bit more what the event is going to be like so that they can, they can make an informed decision. If you just say, do you want to go to a funeral? And, and maybe you don't feel like talking a whole lot, but, but you do need to talk a little bit about what that funeral is going to be like. Uh, if you're just saying, do you want to go to the funeral? Yes or no. Uh, the child has no 
previous experience in making that choice. So they're not going to really be able to tell you. And again, this is a very emotional time. You are very emotional as well. So understand that you're both going to be emotional as you're doing this, but talk to them a little bit about what is going to be. Maybe describe what the room's going to look like. You're going to be going into a great big room that looks like a church. Uh, or maybe you are going to be going to the church. And so, and if and if he's been to if the child has been to the church before, he or she will know that they're going to be going to the church. Maybe they're going to be going to the park and they've played at the park before and so they have an idea. Uh, or if you're traveling a long distance and you really and you really don't know what it's going to be like, but you know it's going to be in a park, kind of let them know they're going to be in a park or they're going to be going down to the river. And at the at the riverside, we're going to talk a little bit about Grandpa, and then we're going to be scattering his ashes. And it's going to look like, you know, uh, taking if you have a fireplace, you can talk about the ashes look similar to the fireplace ash. Be prepared to talk about how Grandpa's going to be turning into ash. You know that that is something that that they'll ask about if if you're just going to be spreading ashes. Um, but talk to them about what it's uh, what the room might look like. Uh, talk about the fact that there's going to be some people there that are going to be crying. I mean, describe the grief, describe the event, so that they can get an idea. A very important thing to remember is don't give the child an impossible decision to make. You know, don't try to persuade them one way or the other. Don't say, you know, you can, we can go to the funeral, but if you don't want to go to the funeral, we're going to go on vacation. Well, what what does a child want to do? First, they've never been to a funeral, or do you really think a vacation? Which would you, which would you choose as a child? So, it, you're you're taking away that that child's ability to make that decision. Another thing is is you can you know as you go to the funeral, um, you don't want to have them have to make that decision at the funeral. You're walking into the church, or you're walking into the funeral home, or you're walking to the place. Everybody's crying. The child is not prepared, and you're like, "If you can't do this, you're going to go to the baby babysitting room." Well, they are going to go to a room where they have a stranger, they have nobody that they know. That's going to cause a lot more anxiety for that child. You know, you think he's crying now. Wait till he starts having a temper tantrum because they don't want to go to the the, the babysitting room. And that's going to cause you more grief. So it's always better to prepare, you know, to get, you know, prepare the expectations in advance as much as you can. And that will relieve some of that grief and that stress in the moment of going to the service. If they say no, it's okay. They don't want to go. You know, they, they don't, it's, it's okay for them to say no. So what do you do? Try to find a babysitter who they know already to make it a little more comfortable. Um, try to answer all the questions that, that you can so that they can feel comfortable with their options. Being able to go, uh, maybe, maybe they have a cousin that's going to be there and it's their favorite cousin. And if it's okay with that family, maybe maybe you t- your two families sit together and let the two children sit close together with their cousin, because their cousin is going to be going through some of the same thing too. If they were really close to their grandparent or to a parent or whoever has passed away, if they say yes, 
you know, have somebody that can answer questions and guide them through the service. I remember taking one of my nieces to a service uh, when I was there, and the niece was there, and she was having a rough time. And so we both walked up to my grandmother, her great-grandmother, at the service, and we talked how she's going to look. She's going to look like she's lying in a bed. She even has like a little blanket over her. You can place a flower, you know, because we had flowers there. You can take a, a rose and you can put it in the casket with her if you want. It's okay to touch her. It's okay to touch her hair. It's okay to, you know, to cry. And that that was one way that uh, in our family that we were able to help a young family member uh, help begin the grieving process of losing her great-grandmother, who she was very close to. It's okay, and help the person understand that their reactions and their feelings are valid. Never say, oh, buck up, man. Stop your crying. You know, that's, that's, frankly, that's always inappropriate. Now you know how I feel about that, okay? So it's the person, everybody reacts to grief differently. And you're going to have that family member that becomes a complete ass. And, and that's going to happen because that particular family member deals with grief and stress in an angry way. Now, is it appropriate for them to be an ass to you? No. But can you understand maybe why that person's being a jerk? Yes. And then can you help them or can you ignore them or can you, can you say, you know, it's okay to be upset and then help them understand that they're being a jerk and that's their grieving process and then help them through that next step because anger is one of the seven steps of grief. And some people move there quickly and they go through one through six in a month. And some people are on step two six months from now. I remember when my grandmother lost my grandfather, it had been two years and she was still in the anger phase very upset at the cemetery two years later going to visit grandpa. And, you know, that's okay. I had had another friend who I found multiple times at our cemetery. You know, we have a, we have a funeral home and then we have a mausoleum. And I found her a couple times outside the, in the mausoleum, kicking, <laughs> kicking the door, you know, to the, the maus to the person's, uh, right, right outside the person's um, crypt, and she was kicking his crypt. Because she was very, very upset at that moment that he had left her, and it had been six years. And she was still going back, you know, and, and visiting, but she was still upset. And, you know, it's that's how people express their grief. We talked about this before in a couple other podcasts, and I don't remember if we talked about this in this one, but maybe consider having a child uh, writing a letter to the person who has passed away. Uh, if they can't write, they can certainly draw pictures. And if they certainly can't draw pictures, but they can scribble with a crayon on a, on a pre-made uh, coloring book, let them do that. Uh, because, and then just tell them, hey, draw a picture, because we do this when their person's alive. Draw a picture, you know, color a picture for grandma, for mom, for dad, and then give it to them so that that way uh, they can help process that grief again as well. Hopefully, 
we were able to help you with uh, in, with some information and some ideas on helping children to be able to deal with grief. Whether or not they should come to a funeral or a memorial service, those are some tough decisions. Know that each family has the right to make their decision for their family. And whatever decision you come up with is okay. Because that's your family and what your family needs to be able to start through the grieving process and for that child. We always take a moment in our podcast to take just a moment and remember those people that have lost a loved one. This, uh, this podcast has been recorded during COVID, and so it's a very difficult time for everyone in the world. And so let's just take a moment and, and pause and remember those people that have passed away and honor them by virtually lighting a candle This has been The Last Track. I'm Brian Norris. You can find out more about Bateman Funeral Home at our website at BatemanPacificView.com or you can visit us on Facebook. If you have any feedback or any questions about today's episode, please leave us a comment or you're welcome to call at the funeral home, 541-265-2751. We'd love to hear from you. Please take a moment and listen to the other two podcasts in this trilogy starting the conversation about death. How do you talk to your family members about death? How to bring it up? Because that's a, that's a difficult one sometimes. And talking about death with children. That's very similar to this one, but just a little bit different because the person hasn't already passed away, or maybe they have. Coming up is in our next trilogy is Understanding Pre-Needs. Thank you for listening to us.